Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at SliceOnBroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Guys, it is the awesome cast. It's episode 204 of Mike Sorg here in the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA, at Sorgatron on Twitters. And uh, with me is the man. You know, he's technically a Pittsburgher again, but he's somewhere in like North Carolina or something. I don't even know. AJ at AJ Cuptic on the on the uh, Twitters. Virtualpotholes.com is his blog. If I got yes. that right, yes. Yes. And, and he's coming yes. to us over a cell because. The cell tower is right out the window. <laughs> well, yeah, one, the cell tower is directly out the window, but um, actually, I'm coming to you over the hotel Wi-Fi today. Oh, this it is? is oh, oh yeah, you did get it working. Okay. Try. Yeah. Uh, the, literally, all of North Carolina is that way. There's a, there's a door, and it's way out there. And it's, it's mountainous and majestic, I guess you could call it. Uh, but we're here to talk about technology, not nature. So, uh, let's get back to this. Awesome. I can say this is the awesome cast where we talk about tech, we talk about, uh, I almost said nature. We talk about tech, we talk about internet, we talk about social media, all things awesome. Today there's going to be a lot of Google I.O., of course, we'll get to that after a little something. Plus we got a little pre-recorded stuff, if you haven't seen it on the website, our talks from Alpha Lab Gear at the City of Makers, the Maker Day. Obama was in town, and we talk about that, you'll see that probably next week, or today's video, if you go over to uh, the AwesomeCast website or SorgatronMedia.com. Of course, you can check us out, we're at uh, AwesomeCast.com. And you can join us live every Tuesday at live.sorgatronmedia.com around about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, not Tuesday this week. Sorry. I, sorry. What? sorry. What? We're late. We're a little late, we're late but everyone. we were talking movies. <laughs> it was because we were talking about that darn Ninja Turtle movie that's coming out. Um, and uh, personal, personal side note, uh, Michael Bay has ruined yet another thing of my childhood. We'll see. We'll see. Terrible. We'll see. I'm kind of uh, excited about it. That trailer looked terrible. Uh, it hurt my soul. Uh, feels better than Transformers so far. Uh, Twitter at AwesomeCast. We're at AwesomeCast on Google+, Facebook. Follow us on any of those to continue the conversation. It's up at AwesomeCast at SorgatronMedia.com. And you can find this in audio and video formats on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and Spreaker as well. Uh, so please like us, comment, share us with your friends if you're digging this stuff. And also... Uh, the brand new, hey, this is brand new. Uh, we just started a Patreon. Uh, so go check that out at uh, patreon.com slash awesomecast. Uh, you can donate to that. Uh, Bo Diggity here, oh, we're switching shows here. Uh, AJ here actually contributes to our Mayhem show uh, one. I do. Uh, so I do. It's, it's very simple. Uh, you go to the Patreon website, sign up with an account, and then. Um, you put in your credit card information. Or it's PayPal. I think you can use PayPal too. Um, and they charge you, like you can do it as low as I think a dollar an episode. Uh, you could you could do more you could if go, you like. You can if go as low like as to, a- if you'd like to give Sork a new house. You could in theory do this. <laughs> you, uh, you can go as low as a penny, account. I think, in the long run. Really? I, I believe Man, so. I'm you too much money. One of them. <laughs> Yeah, and I need I need to put goodies out for the Mayhem Show one too. Uh, but no, we're aiming to. If you guys are digging the show um, and and 
you know, just in general, we're trying to get these Patreons going as, as hopefully a source. Uh, if you guys uh, uh, dig the show, find value, value in it and want to contribute to it, it's a way you can do that. We're going to try to do some extra stuff for you guys that do contribute to that. Um, for instance, we've been doing the WMS Gold that we used to do just for the app. It's now part of uh, dollar contributors over on the Patreon for that. Uh, for this, we're going to do some stuff too. But the main thing is we want to uh, also, if we get to the point where we're making $50 an episode, we're actually going to spin off to an exclusive interview only show much like we did with the wrestling mayhem show to the indie mayhem show where we talk to a wrestler promoter somebody has something to do with the wrestling industry every week we're looking to do the same thing just like this series that we're releasing this week um with the alpha lab gear uh we're, we're hoping to talk to those guys in a longer form interview of like maybe a half an hour to an hour uh, uh more kind of showcasing people doing cool things around pittsburgh and in in, in social media and technology in those kinds of things and keeping the conversation uh, about the stuff going on uh with people like aj and and, and cindy and and uh, uh uncle crappy and, and uh chilla and dutters here uh on this show so kind of hoping to expand it we'll see if you guys uh are, are kind of behind the idea if you want to check it out it's at patreon.com uh, slash awesome cast. so let's get into the awesome things of the week aj you have something I do. This is really cheesy. Uh, I went to a conference. It's free. Uh, and they gave out these things. And it looks, uh, I'm sure that if you've been to an Office Max at some point, you may have seen the, uh, the retractable, like, mouse, the retractable mouse cord or network cables, that sort of stuff. So this, one end, normal uh, USB. On the other end, micro USB iPod 30 pin connector and the rare lightning connector. Mm. Um, I, uh, I actually passed on this when I was at the conference and uh, I, I literally walked right by it cause I saw this. I, I, I saw the, the 30 or the, the 30 pin connector and I was like, I don't have an iPhone 4 or 4s and micro USB is only moderately useful. And I actually have like, uh, I can't tell you how many of these little micro USB cables I have. I probably have like six or seven of them just in my bag between for two devices for my, uh, my Bluetooth headphones that I'm wearing right now, previous awesome thing. And, uh, and my Nexus seven tablet, that's it. That's the only two things that charge me in micro USB. Um, but then I saw somebody who had it and they were charging their iPhone five with lightning connector. And I said, I need to have that. So I went back and got one and another one. It was for a friend. So if anybody who was at that conference is listening to this, it was for a friend that gave it away because they didn't give it. So, so yay that's freebies. my awesome thing. So, I, have you seen, is this like in the market somewhere? I, I guess you could probably find something in an Office Max, right? I'm sure you could probably find one in an Office Max or on the internet somewhere. I mean, clearly it was cheap enough to give away. Mm-hmm. So like, it was cheap enough that they felt like this is a cool thing that we can give to attendees of a free conference. So uh, I like it because it fits in my bag. It doesn't take up a ton of space. It doesn't get tangled or anything because it's all together in one you know, unit. So that's why I like it. The only thing I don't like about it is that you can't charge two things at once. With it. So you would think maybe because micro USB is on one side and lightning is on the other that you could plug in, say, a tablet and then plug in your iPhone and charge both. Uh, it looks like micro USB takes precedence. I don't know how. I'm guessing through, through some sort of wiring. Um, but yeah. And the other thing that kind of stinks is that the, the lightning connector doesn't fit 
um, into my case. And I don't really have a, a this this case was like a, a dollar on Amazon, um, but it doesn't fit into the case so that it charges. So in order to charge, I have to pop the phone out of the bottom. Thankfully, I only use this as my charging cable when I when absolutely necessary, and then I have a, a, a iPhone cable that connects into it without an issue. So that's my awesome thing of the week. Sword, go. All right, I uh, this is kind of a weird one. Uh, I, I kind of. I actually uh, finally made the switch. You guys know, I, and I think we may have, we may or may not have talked about it on the show before. Foursquare is actually spinning things out. So, like, Foursquare itself is actually going to turn into a bit of a discovery app. Like, I'm someplace and I want to check out pizza reviews, you know, stuff like that. Um, and they, they spun out this other app called Swarm, which is going to take precedence. <laughs> what are you doing? Hand motions there. It's, it's swarm. Gonna... That was a swarm hand motion. <laughs> Um, what I bring you. But it, it's supposed to take place of the whole check-in function of the Foursquare app. And they talk to each other, much like we're familiar with recently with uh, Google applications and everything. And I gotta say, like, you know, generally not much has changed. You still check in. It lets you know the last time you've been there, uh, which is a lie because there's like a giant period where I just ignored Foursquare. So it tells me I haven't been to something for two years. And I'm like, well, that's not true. Um I do like, and I've seen uh, a couple people doing this. You can go out and say, uh, I think they call it making a plan. And you can say, hey, who wants to, do, you know, you go like, who wants to do something tonight? Or who's down for going down to the arts festival or something like that? Just like kind of a call for friends like, hey, who's up for something? You know, um, yeah. I don't know how successful they were from seeing them. I also like the page on here where uh, uh, you can look. People who are right here, short walk away, one mile. Right here is 500 feet. Nearby, five miles. And then uh, and beyond in the area is 20 miles and far, far away. Uh, and I have people in, like, Tennessee, for instance, or, or New York. Hi, Mike. Um, I don't know. I think it's a nice streamline to Foursquare. There's definitely a lot going on in the Foursquare app before. Unfortunately, it's not taking precedence. Um, last week, somebody had... Uh, commented because I was out uh, east of the city, which I am every week, uh, but for whatever reason we stopped at Sheets and I decided to check in because it's Sheets. Um, and uh, I didn't I didn't see the message until probably Thursday or Friday, and I kind of felt bad about it. Uh, but it's, again, it's not Twitter, it's not fa uh, Facebook, it's not an icon that I see pop up and say, okay, hey, what's going on? You know, uh, so it kind of sat there for a little bit. Um, and my notifications are absolutely insane, so who knows? Actually, it looks like, oh, yeah, somebody uh, somebody commented on me again, and I didn't even see it. So, um, But again, it, it's even like, you know, there's a listing here for Sheets, and I got a button that says View in Foursquare, and I'll pop it up, and all the stuff that's been shared and everything uh, is happening there. So and it's a nice, nice bit there. There's a nice picture of the Sheets at night. It's wonderful. Um... Works really seamlessly with uh, Twitter and everything. It's not like it's not like where uh, previously uh, you kind of had to say that you wanted to add this to Twitter as you were checking in. You actually check in, and then there's a button that says, you know, tweet this. And I'll just, you hit a button, it tweeted something out, you're good to go, you know. So, again, just kind of streamline the process. Uh, so, it's Swarm. It's on uh, the iOS App Store. I presume there's an Android version as well. Um, it seems like one of those Foursquare is big enough that they're going to keep things pretty, you know, 
across the board as far as platforms go, I think. So uh, go check that out. Uh, if you're on Foursquare, if you use that kind of thing, if you're in the kind of location check-ins, uh, I think it's weird because I thought, I really felt like Foursquare was kind of the check-in app, you know? Um, right. Although my mom checks it on Facebook, but, you know, that's my mom. But I feel like, generally foursquare was kind of killing it right uh so it was a little i thought it was a little weird that they said oh just do that over here on this new app like i feel like they're going to lose a lot of people that way so we'll see awesome now with that hey first of all i want to mention uh our buddies here locally who ah, i put it all the way over there uh slice on broadway they support the podcast you saw them at the top of the show uh so mm. give shout outs to them on slice on mm. oh oh he there he goes there he uh, goes. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. You're from the area? I discovered Slice on Broadway now almost four years ago uh, when I was living uh, just up, actually just up the street from Sword. Uh, I, I used to live on Broadway Avenue uh, in Beachview, right on the T line. The, I mean, literally the T. If you're ever in the city, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, the only thing we have to, that's anything close to a subway is called the T. It's very similar to the L in Chicago where it goes underground and above ground. It's like a trolley of sorts, light rail. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's not, it's none of them really uh, in true name. Anyways, uh, that train used to go right in front of my house and shake my house. Um, and so one day I was looking for pizza and uh, uh, I came across Slice on Broadway. And so I walked, I was capable of walking to Slice on Broadway, which was a dangerous thing, mind you. Um, and I went down there and I got a pizza and I brought it back and it was so very delicious. Um, I will put Slice on Broadway up against any pizza in the city of Pittsburgh. Any pizza in the city of Pittsburgh. Fiori's? Mm, sure. Minio's? Sure. Uh, Aiello's? I'm, my wife is going to kill me for saying that. But I'll put a slice on Broadway up against anybody in the city. That that pizza is fantastic. Plus, if you take the tea, you don't even have to drive. It literally stops right in front of Slice on Broadway. I actually was gonna. I actually looked up uh, the stop, and then I forgot what it was. Uh, it's uh, not coast. It's further up and uh, further south, actually. But you should go there, and it stopped. The tea stops. Literally right in front of the door, the slice on Broadway. You don't even have to park. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. You literally, don't have to do anything other and, than show up and eat pizza. And it's handy because uh, they do serve beer now. Oh, get out! Mm -hmm. Follow their Facebook. They they they're always concocting new stuff too. Uh, we're looking at some of it uh, here. If you guys were on video while AJ was talking, so uh, some wonderful concoctions that make me uh, uh, want to eat pizza every day, which is super super dangerous. But I figure if I eat fruit the rest of the days, I'll be okay. Um, so there you go. Uh, so it's turned my uh, podcast days into the official cheat day of my diet. Uh, but uh, it's so great for them to support us, and they got a new location open in Carnegie. So if you're in the south uh, area of Pittsburgh, go check it out. Now I want to. Get their pizza. Put it in your mouth. So I also want to check out, we've been talking about uh, Alpha Lab gear. 
Alpha Lab demo day recently, and we had an opportunity. Uh, last week, uh, Dutters and myself went out and had a conversation with a few people over at Alpha Lab Gear. Some great stuff uh, with uh, uh, President Obama was in town, and actually we'll have in a couple weeks here, and actually launching Thursday of this week uh, on the website, but we're going to be also uh, spreading them here on the podcast as well. This week, we're talking to Identified Technologies, a uh, great company doing some interesting stuff with drones. So go check it out. Hi, everyone. It's Katie with the Awesome Cast, and today we're at Alpha Lab Gear talking with Identified Technologies. As you notice, there's a pretty cool friend on the table. And I'm also talking with a pretty cool guy. You are? I'm Dick Zhang with Identified Technologies. And what is this? <laughs> ah, so this is, um, this is our drone and dock station platform. Uh, and just to give you a quick overview of Identified and what we use this for, um, you know, we see a, a lot on construction sites and energy sites where um, these companies need information and surveying on the sites and they're dangerous, they're sending you know, boots on the ground or they're deploying commercial planes and helicopters mm -hmm. uh, to get this information and it's expensive, it's slow, it's dangerous, it's unsafe. Um, so we've created this drone and dock station uh, system to go out and collect this information provided to them but do it faster, cheaper uh, and safer than anything that was uh, possible. Uh, for them before this. And so just to give you a quick overview of the system, the first part is the actual drone. Um, this is the guy that does all the data collection and uh, uh, he's able to go out and fly autonomously over the site, collects whatever information is requested from the customer, and then when he's done with his data collection or when he's low on battery, he'll come back and land on the actual dock station. And uh, the dock station sits on the customer site and it's got uh, the capabilities to charge and swap out batteries. It can handle, handle data uh, processing. Um, it'll offload data from the drone and get it up to the, uh, get it up to the cloud so our customers have immediate access to it. Um, and it can store the drone on the site uh, for long-term uh, long missions. So, you know, now instead of having to go out and, you know, unplug batteries, plug in batteries, use a controller, uh, turn on cameras and, and whatnot, it's, uh, you know, it's all automated. So, um, customers like it a lot because it's a, you know, it's a solution. It's easy to use and there's no uh, learning that goes into, <laughs> goes into this robot. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah. It amazes me the size and the portability of yeah. it. Yeah, so, um, you know, drones have become uh, really popular uh, online and uh, uh, with a lot of action sports over the last couple of years, largely because, you know, the components that go into these things have become uh, commoditized. They're cheap, they're easy to find, uh, and they're a lot smaller than they used to be. And so you used to see um, uh, these helicopters that, uh, that were the drones of two decades ago, and there are these huge... Uh, you know, helicopters that they, yeah. that they use, and now, now you see motors that uh, are less than an inch across, and um, battery capacity has gone way up. So, uh, uh, the opportunity to make these things smaller, lightweight, efficient, more agile has uh, really gone up. Where'd the idea come from? Were you just brainstorming? Were you with some friends? It just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I mean, I'm a mechanical engineer by training from um, uh, the University of Pennsylvania, and back when I was on campus, I'd. Uh, participated in a, in a business plan competition, uh, which basically said, you know, Penn's got all this great tech, find something to do with it and propose a business. And so we said, you know, let's take some of the, the quad order technology that they had. Uh, and so we proposed a, a, a platform to actually help our soldiers detect IEDs, improvised explosive devices and landmines uh, and use this as a safety tool. Um, and then we were fortunate enough to do well, you know, I entered with a couple of buddies, uh, won that competition and took the moment momentum from there and 
Kickstarted Identified Technologies. Uh, I mean, since then, you know, we've obviously, uh, you know, pivot is the, the industry term, but we've, you know, done a lot of customer engagement and realized that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that need uh, aerial shots and surveying help. Uh, and we've just decided that energy construction are the two places that we want to attack first. So what's it like working for Alpha Lab Gear? What's it like working in this facility? <laughs> yeah, so uh, the quick highlight of Alpha Lab Gear is that uh, they bring you into the facility for, uh, for just shy of a year. Mm -hmm. um, they put you around this great support network and uh, mentor, mentor network. Uh, provide you the office, give you a little bit of uh, financial support, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know help you become a uh, 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 an attractive investment opportunity and attractive business mm -hmm. um, through through the the eight month nine month program. Uh, and so you know obviously the whole program is great. I've had the time of my life here at Alpha Lab Gear. Uh, I've made friends of uh, you know life lifelong friends here, um, hands down. Um, but if if you were to ask me my favorite part of the program. I would say it's definitely the uh, um, that fraternal bond that, that you create with everybody, and uh, you know we've got all these garages here with these different companies. There's something to be said about working at 4 a.m. You know when things are going wrong, you know and you've got a big demo the next day. Uh, there's something to be said about uh, you know people in the other offices being there to support you and and help you and uh, you know you'd be surprised how often it's four in the morning and things are not going you know the way they should and people will literally drop what they're doing come in your office you know everybody picks up an expo marker starts drawing on the board and and you know by 5 30 in the morning we figure out uh, figure out a, a workaround so it, it really is incredible that's just that's amazing to me yeah. that everybody is so supportive yeah. because you all have these amazing ideas and not that you're in competition with each other yeah. but you're still kind of pushing yourself and learning and um it's it's amazing that everybody's out to help each other, and it's yeah. not just an, yeah. an all for one thing. And it's it's yeah. amazing to see. And the thing I keep bringing up is why why is this happening in Pittsburgh? Why why is Pittsburgh getting this attention? What do you think? Yeah, so I uh, I mean I I come from Philly, and um, Pittsburgh was 100% off my radar <laughs> <laughs> before uh, Alpha Lab Gear and uh, and Innovation Works. But uh, since coming to Pittsburgh, I've realized that people here just have a lot of pride in the city, have a lot of pride in um, in what's going on and the entrepreneurial community definitely has a lot of pride in uh, everything that's happened over the last you know half decade decade um, and I'm just excited to be a part of this you know we see everybody at Alpha Lab Gear, Alpha Lab Innovation Works and uh, a lot of the other communities here are just so proud of, of being here I, I'm, I'm so glad I feel so lucky to be, uh, be a, a part of all of it um, so I'm glad I came out to Pittsburgh glad you're here too this is absolutely amazing um what's next what what happens now yeah so um the vision for identified and you know where we want to go with this is um we want to make this the method of choice for data capture um uh, for commercial organizations and um we want to help you know not just the construction companies and not just uh, the energy companies, but also the mining, the agriculture, the farmers, right, the vineyard owners, um, uh, definitely help emergency response crews, help uh, safety teams at nuclear sites. Um, yeah, there's just you know tons and tons of people that that we can help out, and uh, you know over the next couple of years we want to make this you know the platform easy to use, consistent, reliable, rugged, uh, and captures useful information. And uh, the, a discussion lately, especially, has been about the FAA and, and the regulations. Where are you guys with that? Yeah, so 
um, you know, we, we operate all of our all of our vehicles uh, within their protocols. Keep it under 400 mm-hmm. feet and out of commercial airspace where there's real planes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep it away from uh, away from airports. Uh, and unfortunately, the policy is still under development and review uh, uh, until next year, about middle or end of next year. Uh, but you know, the outlook for what we're doing, uh, by all measures, is is really positive because. Uh, the FAA has a lot of concerns with people flying over New York City where there's people that can get hurt, there's people with privacy concerns, and, uh, uh, and things like that. But we're on these remote sites, these commercial sites, where there's not a lot of people, it's dangerous, uh, and that's actually why we're valuable. Um, and you know, we're, really, we're looking forward to the regulation because it'll be nice to have, a, have clarity um, and, and have a process around getting this certified. So, uh, you know, looking forward to the regulation. <laughs> where can people find you at? Yeah, so we're online at www.identifiedtech.com. Uh, our Twitter handle is identifiedtech, T-E-C-H. Um, and, you know, feel free to stop by on the website, Facebook page, Twitter. Uh, we'll be there. Thanks again, uh, uh, Dick Zang from uh, Identified Technologies and Dutters for the great, great interview. And we got plenty more coming at you here in the coming weeks. Uh, so uh, go check them out again, identifiedtechnologies.com. And check out all the stuff going on at alphalabgear.org as well. They got a lot of great companies going through there. Uh, so, AJ, we had a Google I.O. announcement today. It was rather fortunate that we did uh, the show day late. I know it doesn't typically happen, uh, but uh, but it works out. We get to talk about this stuff fresh off the presses for Google I.O. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Where do we even start with this thing? Well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Uh, they came. I mean, let's start at the beginning of, the, of, their, with, of their talk. Um, they came out uh, swinging with a, a whole bunch of numbers saying that Android is as a bazillion users. Um, they've started. It, so one of the things that uh, one of the themes that kind of came up was uh, Android has started to change, or Google, not Android, Google has started to change the way that they list users and list things. Uh, I'll get into that in a bit, but uh, one of them uh, is that they have a billion active users. 20 billion texts and 93 million selfies a day. Jeez. Uh, that was an actual number. Uh, but one of the things that they use is the term active user, and that's over a 30-day period. So they have a billion active users per month. Yeah, I noticed, uh, and everything was like 30 days active user was every stat they, they put out there. Right, because they stopped using activations because mm-hmm. activations uh, is sort of a misleading number. Um, activations are like any time, like, so I bought my Nexus 7 that I have right here. Uh, I bought this on eBay when I, uh, so when the person sold it to me, they wiped it. And then when I got it, I activated this tablet. So that's technically an activation twice on the same device. So it's kind of baking the numbers a bit. Uh, so they stopped using that. They started using active users, which is good. Uh, I'd love to know what an active user entails because um, I my my tablet has a tendency to die because I don't use it as often as I probably want to. Um, but like the other day, my wife was watching. We were driving to Chicago, and I loaded up a bunch of TV shows for her on here because she was riding shotgun, and uh, you know she watched that in the car. I guess that's considered active use. But like, I just unlocked my tablet. And uh, I checked my email, and then I locked my. La- I, you know, I'm locking the device. Does that count as active use for the month? 
like if I didn't, if I charged it enough to do that and then locked the screen and then closed, does that count? You know, I wondered, um, they, there was one point, I don't point, know how they there was, that. there was one point, and I don't know if it was the all around active users, but they said for this specific stat, uh, we're using people who actively use Chrome for instance. Okay. So I, I don't yeah. know if that was everything across the board though. So it could be a collective hits of, uh, yeah, it could be just like you, they see activity, you know, I mean, there has now, to be, here's the, mm -hmm. here's the creepy part to that. How are they using Chrome to do that? As like, far as active we, users? Well, I think it's, wow. I get like, it. Hey, yeah. Well, so is, is think every, about that. Does every Chrome instance have a, have a unique number? Because that you might be think... throwing some things back to Google, to, saying that it's, it's saying that it's okay. So here's here's maybe potentially another one. I know that when you open Google or you open Firefox or when you open Chrome or you open Firefox, at least they both go back to Mozilla, to either Mozilla or Google, depending on whatever browser you're using, and they check for updates. I don't know if the mobile browser does that because that's all handled through the Play Store. Mm -hmm. But it's consider still... that. They're still they're still using their powers sometimes for bad Either way, things. Well, or well, well, for I, things. in my mind, just like when you Google something, you're anonymized, rather whether you're logged in or not, on one end. So I'm thinking like when you have an instance of the browser, you have a unique ID, even though I checked in on my mm -hmm. Wi-Fi or an AT&T tower, it still sees it's me. You know, it's still a session right. run by me, and, and maybe that's how they do it. Right. I don't, we're, we're completely I would like to speculating. Know how that, I would like. I would like to know how they're using Chrome mm. to determine active but users. But right off the bat, still. but right off the bat, the first thing they announced, uh, other than the numbers that were really great, and I loved your comment. It's like, let's see what six percent of you guys will be using here soon. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, of course, uh, of course. But but the first thing was the emerging markets uh, announcement. Yes. So they 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 announced Android One, uh, which is a, a reference platform. And in my industry, we talk a lot about reference architectures. It's we call them architecture um, with a hand wave. Uh, and the reason we call it that is that generally reference architectures are uh, if you go out and you get A, B, and C, and you put them together, you will get X, and X will have such and such performance or such and such features, that sort of stuff. Um, I dislike them because that uh, takes away from some of the design functions, from uh, some of the other things that come about. And that's not to say the reference architectures are bad. Generally, they are vetted things from vendors and manufacturers that say this is good. Uh, and that's what Google's doing here. Uh, that's what Android One is. It's a reference platform designed for developing markets. Here's low-cost parts. Uh, use stock Android which I think is really, really, really awesome. Uh, they use an example called the Micromax. Uh, four and a half inch phone, dual SIMs, and an FM radio costs under $100. And it, the program starts in India this fall, after which it will expand worldwide. I would love to see that come to the US. I would love to see a hardware, like an actual decent phone, like a decent Android phone, cost under $100. That would be kind of fun for me to like kind of swap out phones and that sort of stuff. We're close with things like the Moto G and the Moto E, uh, and even the Moto X. Uh, but the, this is this is something significant. I, I guarantee that an under hundred dollar phone with a four and a half inch screen is not going to have a very good screen. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's not going to have LTE. But it's going to be just it's enough. Have- it's just enough. And, and, and they may not even have LTE in right. some of these countries that they're talking about. Absolutely. But like, if you're expecting this to come to the U.S. and mm-hmm. and <clears throat> basically bring out like, hey, here's a phone, but it's not as fast. It doesn't have all these goofy features, but it's a stock Android phone. What, Continuating. But it's does that matter when you're looking at, uh, you know, I imagine this would be for a Boost Mobile or a track phone kind of no. carrier? No. And it, it would. Yeah. But no. at the same time, uh, this is something uh, some analysts on, on the Internet were talking about, how this is Google making a push into a market that Apple does not terribly do well in. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a fairly large Apple fan. However, I do appreciate what the people of Google do. Uh, I appreciate that Android is a uh, as an OS. I just like to point out some of the um, oddities and funny things that I see with it, and I point out things on Apple stuff all the time. But uh, in this case, this is something that Ant that Google is doing. They're pushing into the developing world. They had a big map that said, "Here are all the places where people don't have smartphones," and it was Africa, subcontinent Asia, and and it was it was Africa. Uh, and Asia, really, uh, and South America, that's what it was. There was three continents. And it basically was like, here's the developing world. Here are where we can reach people. Here are where we can do things to help people there. But in order to do that, they don't have the money to go buy a $650 iPhone. They yeah. can't buy yeah. a $650 Samsung Galaxy S5, HTC One, Nexus 5, whatever. We need to help them get better op- build them, give them better opportunities with lower cost devices. Mm-hmm. Um, this leads into uh, Android L. They haven't given it, it they haven't given it a dessert name. I really hope they don't. I like the name Android L. It makes it a cool. little more adult than it used to be. Right. Like I I was actually like on the way back to my hotel I was actually thinking about like what would the L names be? Like Android <laughs> Lemonhead. Android Lime Meringue, Android uh, and Android, like I was just going through all these desserts and I'm like, they all sound stupid. Like, oh man, did you get the new Nexus 6? Yeah, man, it's running Android licorice Twizzlers. Like I don't, it sounds ridiculous. Android L sounds nice. Mm -hmm. The problem is that when you get to the next two letters in the alphabet, M and N, and then, uh, then you run into pronunciation issues. Yes, um, especially in some of those emerging so markets. And yes, yes, that wasn't racist. That's just sound. That's no, just yeah, that's sound. just language. Like that's the just, Asian. I mean, there was well, there was the, something the, like the, like Nintendo did the Wii, and there's no pronunciation for Wii the way they spell it. Was one thing. Yeah, I heard about. I, there was. Well, I mean, if you if you want to go back to famous uh, famous poor usages of words, um, Chevy Nova sold poorly in Mexico and they couldn't figure out why. So they went to Mexico and asked why. And someone said, Nova said means stop or no go. So <laughs> no, we're not buying the car that's called the no go. Uh-uh. So, um, localization, but anyways, localization they, guys. They, yes. So Android L, um, it brings with it, uh, a lot of things designed to run on, uh, lower powered phones. Mm-hmm. That is the idea of a lot of the things in Android L is to allow users to uh, get more out of their devices. Uh, 
They also unveiled a unified design language for everything across the web, Google Chrome, Android, mobile devices, and <clears throat> their apps, uh, their wearables, which we'll get to, and that's TV, this, uh, which we'll get to. And that's this material and, uh, design, right? Material design. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Um, it does, the, when they were talking about it, it reminds me a lot of iOS 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the idea that there's depth to pixels. Well, Apple was doing that with iOS 7. It was really uh, interesting on the, on the design side because they're talking about, at one point they got into this idea that when you do your design, you actually give an elevation. So it's like there's a surface that everything's sitting on. It gives it an elevation. Correct. And they're talking about those little minuscule shadows that happen between the cards and everything. And it'll... Mm-hmm. it'll actually calculate the, the 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 shadow and the distance based on that elevation uh which is an interesting design concept i have not come across yet uh so th- well, that's that's like kind of where apple was going with the uh with the transparency if you go back oh, yeah. to last year's wwdc and you listen to the design stuff from from johnny Ive and friends they specifically mentioned that they wanted to build layers into the os when you have a when you're on your home screen Mm-hmm. and you swipe up from the bottom to bring up Control Center, you can still see the icons kind of sort of in the background. Um, you can't really see that because of uh, reflections, but you see like the red app that's here. That's my podcast app. And there's a, a – it's, yeah, it's actually orange, but it shows up as pink on the camera. Uh, that's another app that I have. But the idea is that this is actually sliding in over – what's actually behind there. Um, and the same thing with the uh, with, with notification center. And I'm only going to turn my phone sideways when I'm trying to do this. But um, that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. It's, a, uh, it, it, it's designed to build in those layers. Uh, that's what they're talking about with the depth. They're doing it with, with more opaque things like their cards um, than, than Apple's trying to do with translucency. Uh, I liked... The new, the new lock screen that's kind of a combo notification screen slash lock screen that looks a lot like iOS. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of things in there in, in what they were doing. I was like, wait a minute, that looks like iOS. Wait a minute, that looks like iOS. Um, the lock screen was the big one for me. It still looks like Google Now, but uh, there is a, a picture from, of the lock screen where the uh, they're showing a bunch of the card for notific the cards. I'm sorry for notifications, and they're all sitting on the lock screen underneath the clock with the data underneath it, and they're in these big blocks. And I'm like, hmm, I see where this has come up before. They also have a heads up, which is a big alert that pops up over everything. That sounds like old iOS notifications. Oh wow! There's just like a lot of things that are there. That um, yeah, and there's just a lot of things that are there, and they have like a lot of swipes and gestures to get rid of. It things. looks smooth. What? It looks smooth. I mean, it it, looks, I, I was saying this. this they, it, it feels like they're finally getting around to that 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 thing that iPhone did from the start. Like the iPhone had those little touches, the little bounce when you scroll, the 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 um, the the speed changing as you scroll. For instance, you know, actually feeling like it was something physical there, right? And 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 Android and and when they had butter and they had this other stuff, Android promised that. But I'm sorry, my Nexus Seven still doesn't feel as smooth as my iPhone from two years ago. 
Yeah, and it's 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 a lot closer than it used to be. Oh, it is. If Certainly. you used Android two, if you used Android two, anything Android like the original couple versions of Android, and anything in the Android two X code base, and even the three X code base, it was rough. In fact, it didn't really get better until um, uh, not a Jelly Bean. That's what it was. Jelly Bean was when they brought in Project Butter mm-hmm. and smoothed out a lot of things, and that's when it got that's when it got pretty good it's still jerky and that has a lot to do with the fact that the iphone is designed to run on effectively let's see the 5s the 5 and the 4s mm-hmm. and maybe the 4 ios is designed to run on four devices android is designed to run on four million devices so they can only go so far apple can make things like animations and things be butter smooth because they have a complete control over the hardware. Android can't do that because they don't have complete control of the hardware, so they can't tie it to hardware as much as they'd like to. Um, they have to be open. And there are things that they do that have gotten a lot better. I'm interested to see where Android L goes. Um, it's it's interesting. It's designed to work on cars, TVs, mobile phones, watches, uh, tablets. It's designed to work on a whole screen devices um which is really really interesting i i have to be entirely honest I'd not be surprised to see chromebooks turn into android books um and it become android becomes google's overall thing uh, i get the chrome like if we if this has been the convergence has been talked about for a while i think google's in a position to pull it off um than apple is uh, just because Apple has iOS, iOS is what seven years old now. Yeah, seven. Um, Mac OS ten is ten years old, and the Mac and its design and its interface is generally thirty years old. Mm-hmm. So you're not talking about a trying to run iOS on a MacBook is, I'm sure, completely possible. But is it necessarily good? It's not designed to work with a pointer. It's designed to work with a finger. Is it the best way to go about it? No. Yeah, and I feel like when they're... But I could see Android... I, I, and I, I feel like when they're doing this with, with the convergence and say, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have you do Android on here, it's like... I feel like they just throw these features on without getting into the usability versus that's what we see with iPhone. I go... I was saying to the on Twitter, and this is a long time thing, this is nothing new, but iPhone starts obviously design first and Google started function first, right? And now yes. you're seeing like what do we see? What do we see? We're sitting here today saying uh the, the, the Android uh uh next Android is gonna look a lot smoother and closer to iPhone versus the iPhone is saying, hey, here's all those features you've been saying you've wanted for like ever. You know, we're done making this right. look pretty. Let's make it make this thing work even better than it used to. Right. And there's a lot of things. At, at, if you've watched, if you're nerdy like us and you watch WWDC and then you watch this, you'll see that they're both doing basically the exact same things. They're both going after the same markets. Um, Apple didn't talk about any TV stuff like uh, like. Google did here, and they didn't talk about any wearable stuff like Google did here. But the auto stuff, uh, Android Auto is CarPlay with Google Now cards. Mm-hmm. Done. Um, 
the list of manufacturers supporting uh, that are part of the Open Automotive Alliance is longer. Uh, it, uh, by the way, Sorg, did you answer my trivia question from earlier today? Oh, you. Uh, which which big company is missing? I don't think I saw a GM logo. Uh, GM is there. Oh, Chevy's it is. There. Okay, I didn't uh, take another look Chevy's after you, after you asked it, but that's the. I know I was looking for Ford because I knew they did sync, so Ford, I was wondering what was going to happen with that. So yeah, Ford was Ford definitely was there. there. So with, so who who was missing? Uh, uh, it's a very large company in Japan. It's called Toyota. Oh. Yeah, Toyota is not on that list. Huh? At all. Hyundai's on um, there, I think, right? Honda, uh, um, let me see if I can find the actual list. Um, they got Bentley. Uh, good for them. Uh, open Automotive Alliance. I, I just want to see the, the full list here. Um, open Auto Alliance. Dot, but uh, I, either way, it's a bigger list than anybody else. It's a bigger list than Microsoft Sync ever had. And I got to say, uh, as I was uh, saying today, the little bit we played with now, this is the 2012 Ford that we got now. And um, I, I'm not impressed. <laughs> Maybe because we no, don't have No, no, Sync is awful. As somebody who has rental cars on a regular basis now. It is not uh, good. It, it's, it's like the, Sync it's, is terrible. It's everything you expect Sync that's touch. wrong. It's everything you expect that's wrong with a Bluetooth system. Um, I, I was shocked at how bad it was because I've been hearing it talked about like, oh, Ford's on the front end of this stuff. And it's like, well, what? There are two levels to sync. Do you have the touch version? We do or not. Do you have, like, we the... do not. It's okay, the so full thing. voice thing. And and the okay. problem is... That's the... sync, but you don't have my Ford touch. Sync is awful. My okay. Ford touch is only marginally better. Um... <laughs> This is true. I've had both. I had a Ford. Fi I've had a Ford Fiesta and a Ford Focus without it, with just the regular sync. Um, and I had a Ford Escape with the full My Ford Touch, and it is night and day. Mm -hmm. um, Chevy system isn't terrible. Uh, Volkswagen deserves to be thrown into the sun for not having USB and Bluetooth standard. Um, Jeez, it's 2014. That's not standard. Um, they have a they have a, a special cable and it's like fifty dollars that you have to buy in order to get a USB jack in your car, which is ridiculous. Volkswagen, fix it. Your engines are great, your transmissions are great, your design is pretty good, um, but that's a huge oversight. Uh, so the Open Auto Alliance, we have uh, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and Chrysler. That's one big happy group there, and Dodge. So we have the Chrysler, Jeep, Ram group. Uh, we have Audi and its sister company, or its actual parent company, Volkswagen. Mm, uh, we have uh, General Motors-ish. Uh, so we have Opel and Chevrolet are in, but I don't see GMC anywhere on here. Hmm. Uh, Bentley is in here. Ford is in here. Uh, Honda and Acura. Hyundai and, and Kia are in here. Maserati is in here. Mazda is in here. Hopefully I can... When I get my Mazda five, we'll uh, we'll have a uh, I'll have to, I'll have a choice to make. I think at that point, uh, Mitsubishi Infiniti are in here. Nissan is in here. Renault and Seat Skoda are in here. Subaru, Suzuki, and Volvo are in here, but not Toyota, not Lexus. Hmm. Uh, I found that really interesting. Still, uh, there are a number of other technology. They're calling it technology partners. I imagine these are companies that are going to offer aftermarket products. Mm. This is actually pretty awesome. 
uh, Alpine, Clarion, uh, Delphi. Delphi is actually the uh, the maker behind. Uh, no, Delphi makes aftermarket stereos. Delco is the uh, stereo system. And for this Chevrolet. is and we were looking at on Twitter today, like the aftermarket. They're doing the same thing with CarPlay. This is how I think you know. This is how the rest of us are going to do it, right? Yeah, a parent pioneer Alpine Clarion are your ways in. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's and Kenwood. Sorry, Kenwood's in there too. So basically, be, anybody who wants to can do this. So uh, Pioneer and Alpine are doing CarPlay so aftermarket. I can retrofit my 2005 so, Buick Rendezvous with the CarPlay. Be all right. You should be able to, yeah. uh, so long as it's a. Uh, this is not getting in a car audio talk, uh, but it's called the double din. Okay. Uh, the, the, the stereo that's already in there, the head unit that comes with the car, mm-hmm. is generally of a shape and size. Generally, they're dins, double dins. Uh, din, double din is like the big square one. And I think that's yeah, what I think most that's what I got, uh, GM, yeah. uh, Especially most, most SUVs, it, it seems. So. Yeah, if you get if you were to get one, it's the the pioneer units are double din units, and then there's like a plastic bracket that goes around. So let's let's get back into this. So so it, it's really and I like yeah. this idea again with a uh, you know Apple had a similar idea. It's basically we're not putting a computer in the car to do all this stuff. Your phone is your computer. We're simply delivering that to a different form factor that makes sense for a car. So, which makes sense because right. again, going back to the sync thing, the biggest thing I've seen uh, with with my wife since getting it is she wants to automatically give it Siri commands because it's Bluetoothing to Siri and doing that. But if it's not at the right function point for that, her Siri commands don't make any sense. For instance, correct. So, and it's yeah, and that's if you're if you're in the audio thing and you say navigation it's not going to switch exactly exactly and i'm looking at like how you, they you, do anyway it's going to find directions to something it doesn't do so so i if you had the car play you go in there your your phone is already synced and you're just using siri there's no i have to make sure i'm on the bluetooth right. audio i got to make sure i don't have this plugged in a certain way and and you're good to go <laughs> Uh, in your phone, there's uh, rumors that work over in-car Wi-Fi at some point, mm. uh, kind of like how AirPlay regularly works. But the uh, you plug in the the like lightning cable into your phone, and then uh, you're ready to go. It's just done and already done. going yeah. instead of yeah. uh, dealing with the rest of it. Well, uh, so they 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 so let's getting back into this uh, into the Android business. Uh, came out with product. This is Project Butter with Jelly Bean to save to fix animations and make it look smoother. Mm-hmm. Project Volta is to save battery life. Uh, it will help you get there's a if the battery optimization push to apps um, be better at using power on your phone because Android doesn't have any sort of restful state in the background for apps. They just keep running. Oh, it's like a computer. Um, so that's partially why sometimes the Android battery life is kind of terrible. Um, so Project Volta is a, a way to optimize battery life for your phone. Uh, there's a power-saving mode now built into Android. Samsung has it, HTC has it, uh, where basically the phone sh- starts shutting things off to save battery life as much as possible. Uh, Google says you'll get about 90 more minutes uh, of life out of your phone if you go into power-saving mode. Um, a friend of mine has the S5. When you go into power saving mode, uh, the phone goes to black and white, and it shuts off the data radio, hmm. and uh, shuts off Wi-Fi, shuts off Bluetooth. Like it just starts to shut 
actual pieces of the phone down to save as much battery life as possible. Um, there is a uh, remote wipe and security, just like uh, iOS Find My iPhone. Which uh, uh, this they is were, actually they were saying on one of the news yeah. programs that th this is actually cut down. At least the iPhone version of it has actually cut down on theft in New yes. York City. So yeah, I mean, because it, when you steal the phone, I can go to I can go to iCloud.com and nuke my phone from orbit, basically. And uh, and not just wipe. And, it's actually saying you cannot activate this again. Correct. And this is the same thing. Uh, a lot of this is being pushed by uh, law enforcement. Yeah. The law enforcement goes to is went to Google and said, hey, if this works on iOS really, really well. Can we get this on Android? And so Android is now coming out with this. Um, so before we jump into the, the TV stuff and, and the watch stuff, um, I made a joke on Twitter today uh, saying I can't wait to see uh, what single digit percentage will be on devices. Uh, next year, yeah. This, uh, this this is this gets into the biggest issue with Android, uh, and goes into a number that they talked about today. Notice that they didn't say how many people were on Kit Kat or Jelly Bean or Ice Cream Sandwich. They talked about how many people have the latest version of the Google Play Store. Yep, and they got on the Play Services in general. Right, and on the Play Services in general, it's ninety three percent of Android users have the latest version mm. of the Play Services. Here's the fun part with that. <clears throat> Android had to do Android had to do that in order to get around the fact that manufacturers and carriers are what's the word terrible at getting updates out. One of the big things that came out of this is that security patches are now going to be pushed through the play services and not through OS updates. Because that's the only way you can push out service pa security <laughs> patches to actual users that don't have to go through the carriers and the manufacturers. That's awful. There's a giant That's hole, terrible. a giant hole versus, you know, again, we always talk about like Apple has a direct line to you that circumvents yep. all that stuff. And Google mm -hmm. had to create their hole in order to the do Google this. had to create their own. Again, yeah, Google had to create their own loophole to get things out there. And that's what they modularized everything. The keyboard mm -hmm. uh, is, is an app. The, uh, the, the OS, the OS is the, the base OS is really just a kernel at this point. Um, everything else is an app that runs through Play, and that's to get around all of the things that all the manufacturers and carriers have done to hamper getting the OS out there. Um, two years ago, I think it was now, they talked about the Open Handset Alliance and devices will be supported for at least two years and will get OS updates for at least two years and should get OS updates within six months of release of the OS and all this other stuff, and that never, ever happened. Yeah. This is why I look in, when they came out and said, we're coming out with the Open Automotive Alliance, I giggled. That's why I did that. Well, the um, But the difference is, it, it sounds to me like the, the Open car allowance uh, automotive alliance it's not going to be as dependent right because everything's going to run off the phone so it's up to the Correct. phone to be updated so so we're not right but it's like when you use open whatever alliance i'm immediately going to think of the open handset alliance okay oh i see so the whole idea is, is tainted for you because of that i see right I, see. I mean it's just like i i immediately go back to thinking about that and how mm -hmm. it failed mm -hmm. um but I, it's 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 interesting to see that they're uh, really pushing this as a new OS for everything. There's a single SDK. Um, 
ever like I, I i love this idea so so i can write this app and in my app i can write a part in it and and they attributed this on some of the coverage i was listening to to uh being how you have universal apps between like an iphone and ipad but they're taking it several steps further i can take my you know i've seen like mlb has an app and i saw it listed on the on the car uh, portion. So you got you download your MLB app, and you got connections that you're already set to go to Chromecast. You're already set to go to uh, 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 you know the car to the watch if, if there's a function for that. All in one yes. place, and and they, it definitely. I mean, they, they specifically go ahead. Uh, it definitely sorry. centralizes everything on your phone. You know, a little bit to the TV side too, because of the way the the Google uh, TV is going to work. But still, like it's it's finally bringing that kind of stuff together. Um, in, in a way that I think Apple has for years, but on a broader scale, of course, that Apple hasn't even touched yet. So Yeah, and they, like one of the things that came out, so getting into Android Wear, this is their new oh, uh, watch setup. They're killing on this. Oh. I, you know, I'm watching, I, I'm watching Android Wear, and I'm watching the stuff they're doing and how it syncs with the phone. And granted, I don't have an Android phone, so it probably wouldn't work quite like that for me. But I'm, I'm looking at the way that it's talking to the phone, syncing to it, and I'm like, why doesn't my glass do it? Like the whole idea is, I look at my watch instead of picking up my phone, right? Uh, and 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 I feel like this is more convenient. And if I'm one of the people who's going to wear glass, um, I don't know. They're going a whole different direction, and weren't even present at the presentation today. There there are sessions yeah. over Google I/O whether they are going to be talking glass uh, uh, privately or, or you know to to to. I guess they're going to put all the sessions up publicly too, aren't they? Uh, I think but I like my thing with, I mean, my thing with, with, with glass is that I almost felt like this is a, like a, almost like a subtle, <laughs> it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. That's kind of like where it's, I'm at it's, too. It's, it's like this device. They just announced an upgrade to the hardware. They just uh, launched it in the UK. They just announced a new line of designer glasses. They just announced last, I think last week we were talking about the new partners, certified partners are doing. They're doing something with it, but it's not, this right. isn't the thing, this isn't the cold new stuff it's, we want to talk about. Right. And I, I have to be entirely honest. If I had a choice between, so let's say I had an Android phone and I had a choice between Android Wear and Google Glass, I'm yes. picking Android Wear. I'm picking. I'm the with watch you. In a heartbeat. Here's my problem. I'm, I'm uh, one of those person, those people, and I heard somebody else on a podcast saying this exact same thing. I, I'm the person where a watch is not going to last. I've 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 wanted to liberate my wrist for the longest time because you know. Yeah. I'm clumsy. That wear is not. I'm going to spend what two hundred dollars on a watch, and and it's going to be all chipped and busted. It's going to look like a a teenager with an iPhone with a glass screen. He's still using. That's going to be me with Android Wear. Um, well, I'm I'm looking at it this way. So this is this is the first world problem thing. I don't. Oh know. yeah. I don't own any. I don't own any watches, right? No, nothing on my wrist here. Yeah. Um, I don't own any watches, but if you're talking about like real watches, they're all over two hundred dollars. That's true. That's they're all true. over three hundred. Like a like a properly nice watch is <laughs> over two. I'm the kind of person who goes to Walmart and gets the cheapest one though. I, I, right, get, I, get, I get the ten dollar watch if I need a watch. You know, right. I mean, the only turn up. I had a calculator watch for a bit, and I had a Batman game watch for a bit as well. So, like for me, I, I would. So they announced three. Uh, they announced the Samsung Gear Live, which is effectively the non-terrible Samsung version of uh, of their Gear watches. They announced the LG G Watch. Uh, and they announced the Moto X, 
or the Moto 3, not the Moto X, the Moto 360. Mm-hmm. I personally, uh, of the three, I'm taking the Moto 360 every day and twice on Sunday. I love that circle design. It I looks, love it. So, one, it looks like a watch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a calculator watch. It looks like an actual watch. Nobody, uh, two, so they're not going to notice. Guy's not going to notice me from across the street and say, uh, yo, Android Wear, like Chachi with the Pebble a couple weeks ago. You know, because it's going to like, that's it has to do with the watch. Two, the way that they designed the watch is they sat down a bunch of kids and said, draw pictures of watches. And every single kid, every single time, drew a round watch. And they said, there's our design. And they went with a round watch. And they made it work in a circle. Um, the only weird part is, is that in all of the pictures that they show of the round interface, uh, specifically on the Moto 360, the, the very bottom of the, of the watch isn't completely round. So the, the actual watch piece itself, the actual watch piece is round. The watch face has a very small little uh, uh, like blockage at the bottom. So it's like a re, uh, like an almost full circle. Uh, and that's because the display drivers are at the bottom. Hmm. And there was a design choice that they had to make, and they couldn't do it any other way, so they did that. It looks a little odd once somebody tells you that it's there. Uh, it's also huge. Um, all, th- all three of these devices are absolutely massive. Um, I'm interested to see if the battery life is longer than a day, um, just because they're running full-blown. I don't like, expect it with that color. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is. the LG watch, they talk about how it's black and white until you raise it and then it turns color. Hmm. Um, I'm interested to see that. But it's also always listening. So if you say, OK, Google, without even looking at your phone, without even looking at your watch, it's going to listen. So something's running. In there. The LG G, the G watch has a smartphone. Processor. Side note, side note. I've been using the um, I think I mentioned this on Twitter today. You know, they have they finally rolled out. I don't know how long ago they did this, but I know all my computers now finally have uh, the OK Google in Chrome. Right. And I got to say, if I'm like, I, I got to sit, sit for a second and say, OK, what computer I am, am I in front of? Oh, this is an iMac. Oh, this is a laptop. OK, Google. And something will happen. Um uh, on the right screen, of course, right? Uh, that's tremendous. And it feels, I don't know if empowering, but it's like, you know, I don't, it, it's a cool thing. And now that the, the, I, they've, they've settled on that okay, Google, it's rolling out into all this stuff. If you're lucky enough to have a phone, I know somebody that got a Moto, uh, what we were talking about, the Moto G, the okay, Google thing yeah. doesn't work on it yet, uh, even though I think the X it does, right? Or something, or they have a, a variation on, the, on that. The, it came with the X. So okay. that's the OK Google thing started with the, right. With the Moto X. Right. Um, and then the uh, Moto G, uh, everybody expected it to have it. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they've come out with a lot of cool things. If you download an app on your phone, it automatically installs the app on the phone. Um, there are cool, like some fairly neat things you can do there. I really like it for notifications. I like it far better than the Pebble. I, I love uh, I, I love these has, I love these watch faces that they they do just look like a watch. Yeah, they 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 took a lot of time built basically making analog watch faces. Um, there are a couple for the Moto 360 that look amazing, really really cool, amazing. Um, the the one though that I saw that I thought was really cool is the Did you see the Withings watch this weekend? No, what's that? So it's like the Moto 360. It looks like a real watch. It's an actual analog watch, but also has the Withings um, Fitbit stuff in it. 
So it actually shows you on a little dial on the watch face where you are. Really? Also, like, they, yeah. they also announced a side note, and this kind of connects, I think. They also announced the beta of uh, 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 Google Fit. I, I, is it Google Fit or yes. Android Fit? Google Fit. Um, Google, and Google Fitbit, Fit. not listed on there. Yeah, Fitbit didn't make the cut. Yeah. Hmm. Sad. But Nike did, and Nike's going to put their pl- their fuel number in there. Yeah. Which I yeah. think is really That's interesting because they haven't really given that one to anyone. That's a big uh, one. I've actually been experimenting. I, I put the Fitbit app on my iPhone, and it has that, you know, that has that chip on there that's going to do it anyways. I had another app. I'm like, you know, let's do the Fitbit thing. My wife's doing it. We can friend each other on it. Let's see what happens. And it's just, it's nice. So I throw the case in my face. Um, but it's not complete because, you know, granted, you know, walk around here, walk around the mall, doing stuff. Generally, I'm okay. Uh, but. You know, I don't have my phone on me when I'm playing softball, you know, with the Insteam. Right. So there's a whole giant section of steps I'm not getting. But I don't want anything on my wrist. Again, I don't want anything on my wrist because it's just not going to last, right? Um, I'm always banging my wrist off of something. You know, the door handles are at the wrong height, you know. Um, uh, Yes, we we went into Android Auto already. mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, it's CarPlay, but with Google. Uh, they did mention Pocket Casts, and I, I would like to give a personal recommendation for Pocket Casts. If you're an Android user and you're listening to this podcast via whatever app you're listening to it to us on, uh, you should go to the to the Play Store and go download Pocket Casts. It costs money, but it's worth it. It is the best designed podcast app for Android, hands down, no questions. Go buy it. Uh, I, I like that app. And also, if you have uh, an iPhone or an iPad, there is also a Pocket Cast app for that, and they sync. Nice. So let's say you have your Nexus 7 or uh, you have uh, you have an Android phone and an iPad, uh, and you have the iPad just kind of in the living room because you want to listen to podcasts while you're cleaning or whatever. It syncs all the playback. So you can be listening to your phone on your way home from work and then get home and go on your iPad and start playing the, the stuff. I wish there was a desktop client or a web-based client. Uh, a man can dream, mm-hmm. but until then, uh, I'm back on Downcast because Downcast has a Mac app and a phone app. Let's, uh, t- let's touch on TV here, and I think that's going to wrap it for us here. we run a little yes. long. Uh, of course, uh, uh, the, the TV, uh, I like that there's more coming to Chromecast. First of all, uh, because that's the thing that everybody has. The idea that you can take an Android device and just screencast that thing makes it so much more effective for a lot of people, I think, when that comes. That you can change the background, add pictures to it. You have a giant. I have a 42 inch picture, uh, digital picture frame for parties. There you go. Yeah, the uh, nice. I, I, I have an Apple TV in my iPhone and I do a lot of airplay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chromecast and Nexus 7 is actually a completely cheaper option. <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I feel uh, like the Apple TV is getting it done for me right now. Um, the option, they, and, they, and also but, as far as that side for like presentations, like we've talked about for a long time. Oh, we should put this in the in the conference room, right? So people can use that. Um, um, we did that with Apple TVs. Every, all exactly. of our all of our uh, it, we have four offices now in every single conference room that we have. I think we is have a total really, of twelve or thirteen really, conference rooms. You know, does it really add much to say, yeah, we should probably put Chromecast in just to be safe, to make sure everybody's covered, just because? Um, the problem with Chromecast is that you've, the mirroring only really works for... Well, it's also it's beta. It's only going... It's early. It's a beta, but 
But I like I don't think you could do. Can you do presentation stuff to Chromecast off of like a Windows machine without anything? Um, I think so because you can do the full desktop. He's, oh, you can do a full desktop. You, you open up Chrome, and there's a, there's like a, a last I knew it was still in beta mode, uh, but you but you can do that definitely. Or hey, right. you can just take your uh, PowerPoint and stick it up in Google Docs because now they support Office more fully. I, oh. I need to test this. Let's see what happens with this. Did you did you catch this when they were talking about that? No, I missed that part. They said they took Quick Office and they integrated the part that converts Word. It brings it in, has everything. You can uh, export it as Docs. It's got it's got a complete round trip in it. But then um, you can pull up Docs on the um, you can pull up Docs on the, on the, on the Chromecast. There you go. They, they, docs and, uh, and and slides slides or whatever you need. So, uh, so sir, but, can you explain to me the difference between Android TV and Chromecast? No, Chromecast is a dongle. Android TV is actually going to be a box. Think the Fire TV again. It's got the videos. It's got the video games. Um, and all those other functions they talked about. I mean, it's the second coming of, of, of Google TV. It's just Android TV is the new uh, thing. No, it's really, it, it is Fire TV, even to the point where you sync with your phone, and you know how you talk to the Fire controller, Gary Busey, yeah. for instance? You just talk to your phone, yes. and that does the same thing. I, I love how yes. ubiquitous this OK Google uh, voice recognition is across all devices. Uh, on top of the design... Um, again, I have a little problem with the column or the rows because I feel like you just kind of lose stuff. It doesn't work all the time. Yeah, the the um, oh, what was it? Even Netflix on the uh, on their website does that. Yeah, and it's like you're just sitting there and you're just swiping to the right. Like, and there's oh, just a I know this is all the way at the end. Off. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's the thing with Android TV to me though is that uh, there was a, a really, 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 really subtle dig that. Uh, they're one of the top selling things on Amazon. Did you catch that little uh, like uh, for, the, the Chromecast for is a top is, Chromebooks? Well, I thought. Well, that no, no, no. They did. They said it for Chromecast too. Almost like a hey, we're the top seller on Amazon. Buyer, like <laughs> get off me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Android TV. I, th- I I like the concept of Android TV. Um, I'd like to see a. Uh, I'd like to see what Apple's got in the in the in store for the Apple TV. If they go through another, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get slightly worried for Apple mm-hmm. and the Apple TV. Uh, I think I'd like Apple TV to be so much better than it actually is right now where it's like, Hey, Apple gave you a new channel today. That's great. I think developers should be able to give me their own channels. That would be better. Um, but like there's things that are, that are on the, uh, that Google and Amazon are pushing, and I think it's going to f- kind of force Apple's hand a bit uh, to maybe open up to developers. I'm interested to see what happens this fall when they co- when they come out with the new iPhones. I would love nothing more than for Apple to surprise me and say, "Hey, with iOS 8, we're going to let you develop things for your for your uh, for your TV." Yeah, uh, and thumbs Android up. Android did it, and, and I. If they're, the fa- if they're the doing, fact that they didn't do it at uh, the fact that they didn't do it at WWDC made me nervous that it's going to be another year. Before yeah, that yeah, it it could be, I, or at least like a preview, like hey, this is coming, you know, at, at, at this next announcement, you know, yeah. something. Yeah, I would, something. I'd like to see that. Um, the Android TV is really awesome mm-hmm. uh, from a, a, an overall standpoint. And, like if I could, 
and the, the the concept that they're going to be in uh, uh, I think three big brands, uh, all their TVs of a certain of the smart Sony, TV level. Sony and Sharp, all of their uh, they said it was in the live blog, and I caught it, and I was like, whoa! Oh, here it is. Previous story: Android TV hands on. Where I set go? Um, they said I know Sony and Sharp. I don't know if that necessarily means their entire smart TV lineups. I think I think it is. They, um, they said of a certain level. And yeah, at a certain level, but like not like if you buy a, a Sony TV that's a smart TV, you're getting Android TV. I don't think that's the case. If it is, good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, it's a uh, it's kind of a, a kind of a bummer. Uh, but but the, also when you have a Google TV or if it's built into your TV or whatnot, uh, you're able to cook up a controller, one for Android games, um, and sync that and, and play that with uh, you know somebody on an Android you know a tablet or phone like they were showing with NBA, NBA Jam in the demo. Also, they're calling the Chromecast function Google Cast. There's the Chromecast that simply does that, but also all these Google TVs will also be able to Chromecast, Google Cast thing. So everything you're already using on your Chromecast will be compatible and be able to use that way uh, to one of these TVs built in. I think that's pretty pretty incredible. And they also have uh, uh, game controllers coming that look a lot like Xbox controllers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm interested to see where they go with this. Uh, they have Plex support, which is kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have and Korean, and Korean dramas in the Chromecast store. Also, discoverability, so you can finally find, um, so you can finally find all the Chromecast apps. Uh, uh, Chromecast.com/apps, I believe it is, which I think it was sorely needed. Oh, there is a lot that weren't included in that. Like a lot of the really fun kind of experiments aren't included in that either. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this and I see Netflix, I see Hulu, mm-hmm. I see iHeartRadio, I see YouTube, I see Plex. I'm interested to see if, uh, like, Watch ESPN is on there. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, I think I think it is on the well, it is on the Chromecast side. I know. So. Yeah, it's but, it's it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Mm-hmm. It's I'm 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 keeping an eye on that. If Apple doesn't do anything with the Apple TV, I'm, I might it. make the Apple TV that's switch. It. Uh, and so. I wonder if they should. Well, already you can interface with it with your iPhone because it's doing Chromecast stuff. So maybe not fully, or maybe it will. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so uh, with that, and I also, and I also wonder a lot of these um, things that, like the with the watch, how it interfaces with your phone and everything. I'm wondering how much of that is happening over like the Google services and not necessarily maybe directly with your phone so i wonder if there might be functions just like with google glass they are going to reach out and say oh yeah you can completely use it with your iphone eventually so when they do certain yeah. things so maybe not the full functionability functionability but you know you know it could could um, functionability functionability exactly exactly it was we'll see with does iphone does does apple have their version of an iwatch or something too and that might just be the thing that makes sense for us that actually do have iphones Right, and there's, I mean, there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of, um, I mean, there, there's a lot of things coming. This is a really, uh, to, to, to use our show title, this is a really awesome time. Uh, We have, Apple has somebody pushing them, and Google has somebody pushing them. Uh, (laughs) Google basically has made a play to say we want to be 
in the living room. We want to be in your car. We want to be in your hand. We want to be on your hand. We want to be on your wrist. Um, we want to be like Android apps on Chromebooks. We didn't even get into that. Uh, mm -hmm. That's coming mm -hmm. at some point. Uh, the, the fit stuff is coming. The way they and we didn't even talk about the fact that protesters showed up <laughs> and were yelling about living conditions in San, in San Francisco. And the robots. And the guy stood and up the robots. About, There's an article on The Verge about why did two people protest them? It was amazing. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, there's dead killer robots and living conditions in San Francisco, <laughs> um, inside of Google IO. And then, uh, Android L is coming this fall. Android TV is coming soon at some point. I think that this like, is everything is aiming for later. Even, even a lot of the Chromecast stuff was aiming for later in the summer. Uh, to the fall, the only thing that looked like it was available right away, other than the developer previews, uh, were the actual two watches we don't want yet because we're waiting for that Motorola. Right. If you want the if you want one of the crappier watches, uh, you can go get one. Uh, it's one hundred ninety nine dollars. The Moto three hundred and sixty is rumored for two forty nine, which is a bit on the pricey side, but uh, it's clearly the nicest looking of the three. Two forty nine compared to sort fifteen hundred dollar Google Glass is not so bad. It's when not you think a price it. point considering it looks like it does more, sings better uh, than a hundred and fifty dollar Pebble. Yes, uh, I'm I, interested to see if they how they play with with iPhones. I'm guessing the answer is not, and. Uh, <laughs> And I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd like I to see help. Apple's. I would hope they would. I'd like to see Apple's entry. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm hopeful that they don't go crazy, and they come out with a. If they come out with a nice looking watch uh, that works really, really well with my iPhone, I might get one. Um, yeah. If they don't, I'm not going to switch to Android for a watch. I'm not. No, Sorry. no, no, no. Um, Although it, it is when you see a showing like they had today about, hey, if you have this phone, look at all this stuff it interacts with. That is really tempting. I got to say that is yeah, really tempting. Although like, then on the other side, having a Mac, seeing what my iPhone's going to do soon with my Mac. It's like, OK, I'm in the right camp here. But there was a big barrage, if you will, of, of interactivity across the platform, a big play. Let's see how it all actually works. Let's see if it's second time's a charm for their TV. It seems like it's all in the right places now. AJ, great having you on to analyze Google I.O. fresh off. I'm sure we'll be talking about many aspects of today. And there's another day, and I don't think they're doing another announcement, uh, but there's another day of who knows what's going to come out. And I do believe most of the sessions for this are going to be released for free online. Uh, I think that's that's the typical hey, MO for Google I.O. The second day last year, or the, the last couple of years, has always been. They do a second keynote. They do, but okay. it's like, let's get Cody, and they get yes. like real. And they did for a moment like, in here too, so you know. Uh, yeah, they. This is the a developer. Two and a half hours is a bit much, Google. Next year, like, chop this crap up. Well, they used I mean, to. They used to have it. They're like, oh, we're going to talk about Android and this and that today, and we'll talk about Chrome and just Google tomorrow. They didn't really get into. Here's what we're doing with Google, you know. Like there was a lot of services I think didn't get touched today, um, and that maybe that gets touched a little bit tomorrow, and then we get Cody, you know. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but with that, oh, thanks, man. AJ. Virtualpotholes.com. Dot com. Dot com. Go there. Read my blog that I haven't updated in a the minute. The award-winning um, virtual potholes.
Yes. Uh, and also, uh, keep keep an eye maybe on my Twitter account tomorrow. I don't know. I have a Nexus 7 that I feel like breaking. <gasps> and uh, they have the, the Android L developer previews going oh, no. up tomorrow. I could do that stuff now. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm, I don't not, want to. I don't want if, I mean, if, I guess it's not uh, a primary driver, but still. Can I dual boot on a Nexus? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I know you. There was like something about dual booting alternative uh, operating systems, but man, if you have an unlocked bootloader, you can do that sort of oh, stuff. Of this is getting a little too nerdy. Oh, sometimes. I finally. I this finally is got, why I got rid of, rid of my Kindle Fire. I finally got four point four point four today. Finally. No! I, I, well, I, no, I have a bad. No, it's been on there for a while. I just have this battery issue, and it always thinks I don't have enough juice. I have to see about getting that before the warranty's up. So. Yeah, I might begin. Uh, I might begin a replacement Nexus soon, from the sounds of things. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, when the developer preview goes up tomorrow for the Nexus Seven, um, I'm probably going to download it, and I'm probably going <laughs> to install it, and it's probably going to be pretty hilarious. Well, at um, least it's not your phone. At least you've learned your lesson on that. Oh, you mean the you mean my phone that's running iOS eight? Oh no! <laughs> that one. That one. Um, you didn't do beta the... one was. Well, you waited. Beta one was rough. Oh, you did. I did no, beta, beta one. one was rough. Oh, I did no. beta one like because I knew it was coming. I knew beta two's update was coming like last Monday or something like that. And I was like, all right, well, then it'll come out with beta two and it'll be pretty good. I found a really fun. Um, I found a really fun bug with. Uh, so here, I'm gonna make a phone call. I'm, I'm just gonna show you this because I want I want people to see this because it's hilarious to me because I did this to myself like four times in a row while on the phone with my wife. So I'm going to call this number. Um, I now can't hear sword. So this number right here, this is uh, EMC support. If you're looking for, if you're wondering what this number goes to, it's EMC support. Um, if I go to the home screen, so here's my home screen, and I hit the lock button, call. What happened? Which is pretty amazing. What happened? So, could you not hear me? No, no, no. You cut out like right when you said what happened. Oh. So uh, when you're on a phone call and you go back to your home screen and you hit the lock button to lock your screen, it hangs up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did that four times to my wife yesterday. Oh, no. Sorry, honey. I love wow. you. Wow. <laughs> That's a good one. She, a good one. I, she was like, I, so I did it, and I was like, I don't know what I did. And she's like, did you hang up on me? I was like, yeah, but I don't. I did, but I don't know how I did that because I didn't touch the hang up. I didn't hit the end call button. And I have like a, a – so right here on my uh, on my headset, this blue button that you can kind of see, this is the end call button. So I thought I was doing like this with my chin or something like that, mm -hmm. and I, I wasn't. And then I figured it out. I was like – I thought I figured it out. I was like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang up on you on purpose i think maybe and i did it and hung up and i was like that's terrible i actually oh, filed geez. a bug good so good. hopefully in beta 3 that's fixed but like so in order in order to actually lock your phone you have to be in the phone app in the active call and then you can lock your screen nice or let the auto lock take care of it but if you're in like an app and you do it or you're in uh on the home screen or basically doing anything other than inside the phone app in the active call it it hangs up the call wow so uh, those are the things you live with when you have the, when you run beta os's the uh, quick access the or the quick responses the notifications is pretty cool though. so 
<laughs> awesome. Well, guys, if you're on beta and have any weird stuff coming on, you can let, you can let us know. We're uh, awesomecast.com, awesomecast on Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Uh, awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.com. We're on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spreaker, in audio and video formats to watch the show any way you want or listen to the show. Of course, tell your friends, comment, like, star. Tell them. Tell them. If tell you don't all tell your them, friends. If you don't tell them, if you don't tell them, I'll cry. He'll cry. Oh, diggity teeth. You can join us here live Tuesdays, typically at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at live.sorgatronmedia.com. So with that, thank you for our awesome chat room. It's been hanging with us for a little bit here on this off night that we're recording. Sorry for the delay for you guys on the feed. Uh, you've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. Get it awesome.